Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Gary, and welcome to the second season of It's Personal. Okay, good. This is going to be really dope, but I don't want any <laughs> Kwame Mbalia. Uh, I'm an author. I'm Padma Venkatraman, the author of The Bridge Home. Sure, yeah. My name is Natasha um, Diaz. Code switching and all those things. I mean, all of that. All the time. I mean, he's still on the road all the time, but you know, like, as a new mom. The relationship that I have cultivated from there. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> this is amazing. Right. This is so fun. Um, and then we'll get started. Are we ready? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Let's do this. All right. Awesome. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. And finally, I have just a really cool person in general that I'm going to talk to today. Could you introduce yourself? Yes. Yes. My name is Fred Aceves, and uh, I'm an author of uh, two YA novels. Uh, The first one uh, uh, came out at the end of 2017 called uh, The Closest I've Come. And the second one came out uh, just a couple months ago called, it's called uh, The New David Espinosa. Exciting. So how does that feel to get that second one done? I talk to the other authors and often I see from the outside, I could see that. Did you feel pressure to get that other one out? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's, you know, um, I, I, I've, heard, I've heard people talk about, you know, the second book being... Um, you know, one of the most challenging books to write, you know, because with the first one, you don't have any pressure, you know, you, you can take your time with it, you know, no one's expecting you to turn in a book, you know, you might not be sure if you can do it, but with the second one, there are expectations, you know, especially for me, because it was under contract, you know, I remember my agent told me, he said they wanted, they want two books, and, uh, you know they they want to they, they want to give you a, a, a two book deal, and I said cool let's do this you know and then she contacted me a few weeks later and she said okay so you know what is it about you know you're gonna have to give them a summary you know, you know uh, before we sign the contract and I said and I thought to myself I don't know what it's about I haven't written it yet you know that's not how I work I don't start with the story you know I, I had no idea what it was gonna be about. But I, I was toying with this idea that was very much like, uh, you know, the new David Espinosa. And, um, but yeah, I had to give a summary of it. And I found that it was a challenge writing it when I already knew what it was going to be. You know, I didn't have, I felt like I didn't have freedom, you know, to, to story in a natural way. So, so yes, yes. And also there, there, there was a deadline and, and yeah. That, so, so, so there was a lot of pressure. There, there was no pressure. Excuse me. There, there was pressure, but it was self-imposed. <laughs> of course, of course. And I think, oftentimes, when yeah, the, I hear from artists all the time, or like athletes, like that first year of most things, you, you, you are setting the expectation, and then in, if people look at it and they enjoy it, or whether they don't enjoy it, then to do something else, you're always trying to beat yourself again like you're trying to do better again that's right that's exactly right identify with that i remember when um i i I sold the book you know i remember i was so excited you know how kids like jump up and down you know when they're like like really excited and i never see adults do that unless you know they, they like win the lottery 
um, I, I almost jumped out of my seat. It's awesome. You know? Personal. 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 After a few minutes walking and trying to burn out that energy, um, I remember, you know, worrying because I said, "Okay, now I have to write a second one." You know, <laughs> how long did that last for? What's that? Like, how, how long did that last for? Like, you finished your first one, and then how long did you were you able to hold on to that like excitement before you were like, <laughs> "I have to write another one," or "I'm going to write another one"? Well, yeah, I mean that that like like I said the. the, the that uh, I, you know, on the way, you know, walking back home, I, I, I did feel, I did feel that pressure, you know, to, I said, okay, now, now I'm a writer, you know, now I'm expected to write another book and another one after that. Um, but no, I, I, I did enjoy uh, that success and I, and I continue to, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the pressure of the self-doubt goes away, you know, it's always, of course. And so how did you, how did, becoming a write, writer happen? Is this something that runs in the family? Um, did you pick it up early on in life? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Sure, well, um, it doesn't run in the family. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, we, weren't, um, we weren't readers in my house. You know, we didn't, we didn't have any books except for some, some some chapter books that, that we got from the dentist. I remember every time I went to the dentist, we could choose a you know a, a, a children's book to take home. And I myself didn't take school seriously. Um, I ended up getting um, uh, I got held back as a sophomore. I had to do the whole year over, and uh, I was skipping a lot. And then I got suspended twice. I ended up getting held getting held back. Um, no, I, uh, I, I discovered books, um, I discovered reading, uh, as an adult, I was 18 years old and, um, and I, I just fell in love with, with the language, uh, I fell in love with, 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 with literature and, uh, I just, I read and read and read it. I read it, you know, pretty much anything I could find and writing was just an extension of that, you know, I read so I wanted to put something out there, uh, you know, into the world. But yeah, that all started late. I mean, I, I, I know that's extraordinary for, for, for authors. Um, I, I hear about authors, you know, who, who are reading, um, who are, you know, who are reading, you know, but beyond their, their, their grade level, uh, you know, very early, they were reading very adult books, you know, when they were, you know, 12, 13, 14. That wasn't me at all. You know, I couldn't even, I, I didn't even have friends that, that, that were readers. You know, we, you know, we, we lived in the sun, you know, we were out riding our bikes, we were playing basketball. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was unfathomable, to, unfathomable mm -hmm. that someone would, 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 would read actually, a book. Yeah. It's schoolwork. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I mean, books, yeah. Books, books were like homework. It's like, who, who wants extra homework, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, and now I go to schools and I talk to, to young people about the pleasures of reading. 
And that's really my main purpose when I go out now is, is mm -hmm. to create media. Mm -hmm. And uh, I identify with all those kids that say, you know, that say that say reading is boring. I tell them, well, you don't you don't let your your parents or teacher teachers uh, choose uh, your music, right? The music you listen to, the movies you listen, the movies you watch, don't let them choose your books. You know, mm -hmm. just you know, look for that book that, that that's really going to resonate with you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was uh, I was definitely not a reader. Yeah, so that came came you know much much later. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know I can resonate with you because I even later I think I, I was always interested in like magazine. I was I played basketball in university, so I enjoyed like slam magazines, and I would read about shoes, and I'd read about basketball players. Would never pick up a book like a fiction or um, like a YA novel. And I think most recently maybe like 10, 12 years ago, my wife, who's an avid reader, gave me books and then she introduced me to authors that look like me. And she's like, hey, here's a story that you may be interested in. And I pushed back and I pushed back and I was like, I'm a, like, I'm an educator. Like I teach third grade kids and I wasn't, I didn't read novels. And I finally was like, okay, I'm just gonna sit down and try to get through this thing. Like, what is this reading thing all about? And I, the exact same thing happened. It's like, when you find books that feel like you, sound like you, the kids are going through the same experiences as you, it makes life so much easier for that experience. Um, and I find teachers, adults are consistently giving kids books that they don't want to read. Of course, they're not going to read it, <laughs> right? Of course, they're not going to read it. Right, and, and what you said, you know, about being able to identify with a character this is so important, you know, so often in school we're taught that, that um, the purpose of reading is to expand our awareness of the world and, 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 and all those things are true. But I think with the first books, you know, the books that I gravitated to, uh, it was with people, I wanted to see myself, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so I would read about people like me, people dealing with the issues that I had, mm -hmm. you know, later came, came the other stories that I was interested mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, the first, yeah, the, the, the first book, I, I think the first books, the ones that really hook us um, are, are the ones that, that really resonate with us mm -hmm. because uh, we can identify. Yeah. And I think there's a, I, I feel like, and it, maybe it's just my bubble, but I'm not sure. Um, authors like you um, and many other authors out there are now consistent, and they're authors of color, they're consistently sharing stories um, about influence from their experiences for kids to to resonate um, different cultures, different backgrounds. And they're, they're, these books are more accessible because of people like you, which is like just phenomenal. It's allowing educators like myself to again, look into other worlds like your world. It continue doing what you are doing. Listen, I will. And I have to say that I feel, you know, I, uh, I, it's an honor to be able to do this. And, um, but we've always been out here. You know, writers of colors have always been out here, you know, doing the thing. Um, our work um, wasn't, was, was often overlooked, you know, um, or uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't given as much exposure as, as, as books by, by white authors. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, thanks to organizations like, you know, We Need Diverse Books, and you know people of color in publishing and latinx in publishing and you know so many of the other groups um you know raising awareness you know uh, you know 
the, the publishing industry um, finally understands that that these books are important mm -hmm. and, and and that there are children out there who who want to read these books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree, and I love that there's these books are being recognized. Like, I, I love that there's a consistent push for more and more and more. Um, I love that authors like you aren't settling and saying, okay, we've done it now. It's like a consistent grind, which is really nice to see from all of you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, and I appreciate this. I mean, and I appreciate what you're doing also. You giving, you know, you, um, I've listened to, you know, a few episodes ah. and, and, and you're doing the thing too. You know, you're, 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 you know, promoting, uh, you know, uh, writers from from marginalized communities. So, okay. yeah. mm -hmm. so you talked about um, your sophomore year, and I want to go back for a second because obviously that was a time that was hard for you. I'm wondering what was the motivation to get out of that hump? What did it look like, and then how did you get out of it? Right, right. Well, what happened was, you know, to put it succinctly, I I didn't, you know, uh, my home life you know, was, was far from ideal, okay? There were, there, were, there were a lot of problems at home. And as a lot of us know, you know, a lot of, a lot of educators, um, you know, such as yourself, you know, know was when there's problems at home, there are problems for that, for that child in, in, in school, yeah? And, and that's, and, and that's how, how it was for me. Um, I... Uh, I realize that it doesn't have to be this way. I mean, I realize that now it doesn't have to be this, this way. I, I, I knew people who had you know, even bigger problems uh, at home than I did. But for them, school was a refuge, you know? It was a safe place. They were able to, to leave their problems at the school gate and put all their energy and all their love into you know, finding connection with their peers, with, with their teachers. And um, I didn't do that. You know, unfortunately, uh, I ended up having to to drop out, and um, and when I dropped out, I mean, there's there's that there's that cliche, um, you, you know, you don't know what you have until it's until it's gone. myself hey school school is so bad <laughs> and you know to be honest I felt kind of like a dummy you know um, I was working one of the jobs was I was working at, at Pizza Hut and I was about to turn 18 and I was going and I was going to be you know become like a delivery driver finally at the liver pizzas and you know you make more money with tips all the other delivery drivers were going to USF you know University of South Florida 
and they'd be talking about their classes and talking about politics. And I felt like such a dummy. I said, you know what? I really, I mean, I knew I wanted, I always knew that I wanted to finish, you know, and I, and I wanted to get, get my diploma, but it became urgent to do so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, you know, the moment I was no longer in high school, high school became important for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I think that's, I think your story is so powerful because it allows Often, sometimes we sugarcoat things and we hide things and we pretend about things, and that's not real. That's just not real life. And kids and families go through so many things, and to hear stories like that uh, empowers other people. Again, that's it's it's nice to hear those stories and exactly how you kind of where you made that decision. You know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to figure this out uh, because it's hard. What did elementary look like for you? Elementary school. Well, um, I. So I started elementary school in a suburb of Chicago called Glendale Heights. And there I remember that um, my, I, I, I don't remember there, there being any um, uh, black students, any Latino students. Wow. My mom, that there was at least one, you know, she said that there was one Latino family that she remembers. Um, I became friends with uh, twin brothers who were immigrants from, from, oh, cool. from yeah, like I identify, yeah, like, like with them, you know, we were, you know, we were very much uh, outsiders uh, in that school. And then for, and then for fourth grade, yeah, the summer before fourth grade, uh, my family moved to, to San, to, to San Diego County. So we, I, we did, uh, yeah, my, uh, my sister and I did, uh, uh, what fourth, fifth, and sixth grade elementary there? Yeah, wow. we stayed there until my first year of of high school. But you've done a lot of traveling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my it, 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 it's funny. A lot of people are surprised by how much traveling I've done as an adult, and I think I'm, I'm used to this. I'm used to this. Yeah, I went to 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 many schools. In fact, I went to five different high schools. So yeah, I, I was accustomed to being the new kid. I, was, I got accustomed to being the, you know, the outsider. And can I ask what, like what, why was that happening that you were moving from school to school to school? Well, in, in high school is a little different. So, so, you know, my, um, I was, I, I was born in New York, you know, and then we moved to Chicago. And I think, I think it was because my father had a job opportunity there. Um, he had an aunt there. You know, and um, and yes, I, I think that's the reason. And then from there, we we moved to San Diego because my dad liked the idea of being in California, being closer to Mexico, you know, where he's mm-hmm. from. He's an immigrant from Mexico. And, you know, so that's why. So that's why we were there. You know, my parents divorced when I was 11, I think. Yeah, 11, 12. Um, and then my, eventually a few years after that, my mother decided she wanted to move to Florida in, cause, cause that's where, where my grandmother lived. And, um, and yeah, so I went, I, I did one school at high, uh, I did one year of high school in California. And then I was in, and then I went to, to Chamberlain high school in Tampa. Then I tried living with, with my dad in Texas that didn't work out. 
went back. Wow. Then I went, uh, tried living with him again in Texas, uh, like a year after that. And he lived somewhere else. So there was a new high school in Texas. And then I went to uh, Hillsboro Adult School when I, uh, when I, you know, essentially got kicked out of Chamberlain. Yeah. It was chaotic. But, 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 but teenage years are, are chaotic for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's madness. It's madness. Mm-hmm. And do you have siblings? Yeah, so I have a sister um, who, you know, we were, she, I can't remember, the, what, was, what was the reason that she had to redo kindergarten? Maybe it was something about, like, because we moved, I can't remember, but she ended up redoing kindergarten. So, well, she started a year later with kindergarten. Um, so we were actually in the same grade, always. Oh, cool. It was so cool. It really was. Um, you know, uh, we had, we had you know, the same friends, you know, um, you know, to this day, I consider her, you know, one of my best friends. That's awesome. Uh, and then my sister, uh, my little sister is five years younger, you know, which is a big age difference when you're a kid, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but with my, my older sister, yeah, we, we were really tight. That's awesome. I can, I, I, did you guys ever go, did you go through the phase of like hating each other or was it always just love all Never. the time? It, oh, it's the, so good. <laughs> it, it's the craziest thing. I used to get into it way with my little sister and, and, you know, I, I, I could be a pain as an older brother. <laughs> I've, I've apologized to my little sister uh, a lot. Um, but my older sister and I, no. No, no, no. We yeah. never argued. We never, you know, uh, she was like, you know, my mother, my mother worked hard um, and we were latchkey kids. Um, and so my, 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 my older sister was like a, almost like a second mother, you know, she would, she would now, you know, you know, see what we were doing, uh, you know, report to mom, you know, I mean, that's what old, that's what, that's, you know, that responsibility tends to fall on the oldest child family it was yeah that's so cool that's so cool and you when you reference your mom it's you said it and it often sounds like she just was like this rock for a lot of people where she led by example um she worked hard so your mom mom? yeah oh yeah yeah my mom's the best yeah can you just share what are some things that you are continuing to do in your life that you probably have gotten from her um, and her experiences and how she's just done things throughout her life? Well, I think, I hope, I like to think that I, that I, you know, uh, uh, I got some of her resilience. I mean, she, she has this, this talent for like bouncing back, you know, life has dealt her some serious, serious blows. And I don't think it's, it's, it's my place to, to talk about, you know, what those things are, but mm-hmm. she's had a tough life, you know, tougher than, you know, my siblings and I had, and she, 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 and she's been doing it all alone since she was, you know, since, since we were, you know, in like when, since I was like 11, um, you know, she, she married very young, you know, she had us when we were young, she had, when she was 18 years old, she she doesn't have a high school education, um, and she she managed to you know uh, you know acquire enough skills you know to 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 work at a at a really great job. Um, she pulled herself out of poverty. Um, she lifts up everybody uh, around her, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, not just her kids. And yeah, she's always led by example. She's she's you know she's one of the strongest people. Uh, I know 
Um, so yeah, I, I like to think I got my, my, my resilience from her. She sounds like a, a beautiful soul. She really does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's awesome. I have just a, one more question for you. So what do you like to do for fun? What's fun for me? Well, um, I, I'd like, since, since I work from home, it is very important for me to go out and, and socialize, you know? So having dinner with friends, you know, that's pretty consistent. I started playing basketball again. Awesome. You know? Uh, and uh, yeah, so, so, so that's lots of fun for me. Um, what else? What else? I got into hiking, you know, when I lived in the mountains and now where I'm living, um, the mountains aren't so close. Um, I'd like to do that more. Uh, that's, I mean, it's something that I love, but it's, you know, I'm living in the city now, so mm -hmm. it's not so I to do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, other than that, you know, hanging out with friends, you know, um, yeah, pretty much like everybody else, just hanging mm -hmm. out with friends, dinner. Yeah, now I'm doing a lot of uh, video calls. Are you a cook? Do you cook? I do cook. I yeah. do cook. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't mention that. Um, yeah, I cook. I cook a lot, actually. And one of the things I decided to do, you know, now that we're in, the, in, in isolation is to try things, you know, to try new recipes. You know? so, so that's what I'm doing now. I got some teff flour so I can make some Ethiopian food. I had a special order that because I couldn't find that anywhere around here. Um, I said, you know, I, I don't, there's no Ethiopian restaurants around here and I love Ethiopian food. So let me use this time to try some new stuff. So I'm going to try some Thai food. I'm going to try some the Ethiopian food. I thought I was going to have that today, but you actually have to ferment the, 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 the dough for five days. So that was disappointing. <laughs> so I so got the dough in, in the kitchen right now. It doesn't smell great, but it's going to be delicious. <laughs> so you're like master chefing it up over there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to you know, like, I want. I want to benefit in some way you know, from this. I want something to come out of it. You know, I don't mm -hmm. want it just to pause in my life. I want it to be, you know, something. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to benefit from it in some way. So. Um, I'm pro I'm, I might take a course online. There's a lot of universities. That's awesome. Courses. That's so cool. That's so cool. Fred, where can people find you online? Um, I Yeah, where can people find you online? Well, I'm on, I have, a, well, my website is uh, fredaceves.com. And, uh, and I'm also on some social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. And well, I'm on Facebook, but readers don't seem to be on on, on Facebook anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> That's like the one social media I had, uh, you know, before I became an author, and yeah, I had to learn how to use uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, I'm on those. I'm on those three platforms, and yeah, they can, uh, you know, readers can can hit me up on on, on my website also, and mm -hmm. you know, email me questions and comments there. And where can we find your latest book? My latest book is available everywhere. You know, I prefer people to get it at their uh, local independent bookstore. Uh, bookstores have been taking a hard hit um, ever since Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, you know, pushed out other competition. And now they're taking an even bigger hit, you know, so I, so I would strongly uh, suggest people buy from their local bookseller. My, if you go to my website, 
uh, uh, both of my books link to to independent uh, booksellers. Yeah, awesome. and it's available on uh, for ebook download. It's available in, in, in hardback and also in audiobook. Awesome! Thank you so much, dude. That was so. This has been so much fun, man. Yeah. Hey, this this is great. I've never, you know, I've never, I've never, uh, you know, done anything like this before, and uh, and so uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you inviting me on and uh, and giving me exposure. You know, this is it's a beautiful thing what what you're doing. I really.